Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are now going to be joined by a guy who knows a little something about coaching in the NFL to help us break down everything that happened in the AFC and the NFC championship game and more. He is former uh, head coach of the Tennessee Titans and the LA Rams, Jeff Fisher. We bring in Coach Fisher now. Coach, first question I want to ask for you is, do you think people who have played and coached in the NFL are more impressed by Tom Brady than your average football fan who has done neither is. In other words, are you guys even more astounded by a guy going to 10 Super Bowls than the casual fan is out there who is listening to me right now because you know even more so than the average fan does how hard it is to get to the Super Bowl? Well, it really is. You know, Clay, uh, last night after that game was over before the second one started, just as Jim Nance and Tony Romo are getting ready, Jim Nance said something along the lines of, there are just not enough superlatives to describe what Tom Brady has done. And, you know, and I think we, everybody agrees. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a fan base out there, a younger fan base out there that probably doesn't remember him early on in his career. But this is, this, you know, you say this will never be matched again, and then you watch the second game last night, you think, oh, my gosh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, my goodness. I mean, maybe he will, but this was just really, really impressive what he was able to do throughout, and it just speaks volumes. I mean, when you get tidbits here and there, um, you know, from guys that have played with him in the past and, you know, even guys that have gotten together with him this year, I mean, even I think they referenced a young, 
some receiver uh, that had, had gotten together to go throw at the park or something at a high school, and he was just he didn't sleep all night long because he was going to go out and run routes for Tom. And you know, it is it's all, it's all about that. It's astonishing what he was able to accomplish. And you know, I mean, in that game, I mean, you know, it's hard to pull for one over the other. You know, Aaron, you know, Aaron deserves it. As, you know, in my mind, as much as anybody else, but for Tom Brady to change teams, change addresses, and go on the road three times, go to Green Bay and be Aaron Rodgers is playing really, really well and played another game. I mean, it, it, it only makes sense that only Tom Brady, uh, Tom Brady at 55 years of Super Bowls would have an opportunity to play in his backyard. What I mean, is it's br- really impressive what he's done. What is Brady doing now that looks different to you from a coaching perspective than what he might have done when you were preparing for him? What I mean, you started basically, you know, going head to head with him in the early days of the Brady level of dominance. What do you think he's doing better? How is he different now than maybe he was 15 years ago or 10 years ago? Well, I think uh, I think um, if you if you look at games, and I haven't studied the numbers, but Clay, I think the ball's going so much further down the field now. You know, I remember, you know, six, seven years ago, your offensive coordinator would say, hey, coach, I want to take a shot. And, all right, yeah, take a shot. Everybody's taking shots every snap. And the thing that's impressive to me, and I think, you know, there was some conversation, you know, at the end of last year and prior to him joining, you know, Tampa Bay, well, how's the arm? You know, because I remember, I remember preparing way back when we, when I was hearing stories about Dan Marino was having some arm strength issues early on in the season, and then we we were prepared for him later on the season. I hadn't seen him play, and I watched it. I tell you what, oh my gosh, poor, you know, you felt bad for Dan because the arm strength just disappeared overnight. There's no evidence whatsoever of of Tom, uh, you know, having any deficiencies in his game right now. I mean, the ball's going down the field. He's got a great group of, of guys to get to. And, you know, I think over time, you know, and people say this at the position, but it really slows down. Um, if there's a mistake, uh, he knows what exactly what, you know, what the mistake was. And as opposed to, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, if something happened on the field, go, gosh, I don't, I don't remember what happened. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say Sam Darnold and, and I'm seeing ghosts, but he's in so much more command of everything and you know he just he's you know he just understands offense and defense and the whole thing and where his guys got to be so it's just really impressive I think it's going to be a it's going to be a great matchup and you know I mean we got a couple weeks to wait on it but it's it's good and and again uh, you know I'll take this opportunity right now Clay just what an amazing job the NFL did uh, with respect to the the, the, the virus, I yeah. mean that is that that is not an easy task, and and I know these games are different. You know these games are different. And you probably talked about uh, hundreds of times about you know the difference in, in, in the games in the stadiums right now. And you heard other coaches throughout the season. It's just not the same. It's just not right. But the NFL makes it look like it is. I mean, this truly was a championship weekend yesterday, and you know it's football at, at, at highest level. 
level and, you know, things are happening that, that normally happen in these games. And, you know, I think, I, I think, you know, from a fan's standpoint, you know, the fans are really, really fortunate that, that the, the NFL, you know, had the leadership that it did in addition to the players association and then everybody associated, you know, in, in the medical field, the experts to be able to pull this off is, is quite impressive. Would you have ever believed before the season started? I mean, I I do think it's a remarkable accomplishment for the NFL to not only get to this point, but to have managed to do it without missing a single game and to now be on schedule for the Super Bowl to be played. Every game has happened. You would think, hopefully, we won't have any major issues now with two weeks till that one happens. It's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I mean, I remember um, after the draft – and then they, they, you know, the league start talking about what they're going to do and, you know, and then we're going to start on schedule and da, 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 da. And I was a little bit concerned because, you know, they did an, uh, an amazing job pulling the draft off for one, but uh, I thought maybe they were getting a, a little bit, uh, a little bit cocky, if you will, after the, after pulling off the draft going, okay, we got the draft. Now we're going to do this. This won't be, but man, I mean, they did it. I mean, not a game. I mean, yeah, they got to move some around and, and, and they did that and they did that. And, uh, you know, and then everybody understand why it was going on. I think, you know, we had some games on Wednesday, didn't we? Or, you know, something like that. Every Tuesday, day of the week, but, coach, they played Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday this year year in yeah. order to stay on schedule yeah. all seven days uh, but that's a it's amazing that they can do that and partner with you know with the networks and and, and everybody and you know and, and, and everything associated with putting the game on you talk about officials and you know you're talking about first responder you're talking about everybody associated with the production and they pulled it off so you know really hats off to them uh when you went to your super bowl with the titans can you imagine what the advantage would be or how would you assess it to be able to play in your home stadium, which we've never seen in 55 years or 54 years now? We're in the 55th year of the Super Bowl. What sort of advantage do you think Bruce Arians and the Bucks have to be able to play? Go back home. I'm sure they're already back home getting their game plan, relaxing a little bit. Uh, but to be able to play and practice literally next door to the, the stadium, how much of an advantage is that? Well, I mean – you asked the first part of this question was when we when we had ours. Well, it would have been a tremendous advantage because for this reason, there was only one week. Remember between the championship game and the Super Bowl. That's right. We didn't have that. That was the last time that happened. And so, you know, probably an unfair unfair of me to answer that question, but you know, for obvious reasons. But you know, could you imagine? You imagine going back home and playing at home next Sunday? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, but so, but still, there's clearly advantages. I mean, these guys, you know, now you, you have to. You know, we don't know where they are with respect to COVID, and, and you know, and to the there uh, is there going to be a new bubble and things like that. But going home and and you know, and not having to pack up and not having to travel, and you know, and working out of your own locker room and you know, your own facilities, it certainly makes a, a big difference. But. Um, you know, I don't know the way Kansas City's playing right now. I don't know, you know, they'll be talking about that, you know, after after the first couple of series. But it certainly will be an advantage for the players, their families. You know, I remember, you know, when we came back, Clay, and you remember this. I mean, we went down to Jacksonville, came back, had the, you know, we we circled the stadium, and there were forty, fifty thousand people there. We went back to the facility and had meetings. 
Yeah. Because the players had to leave the next day, and had and we had to stay, we, you know, week in advance with respect to you know tickets and and hotels and travel and transportation and families and all that kind of stuff. That's not their issue. This is all about football now. I mean, I think the league's done a great job with respect to you know honoring first responders and so on and so forth with seventy five hundred tickets and you know enough that kind of thing. So you know there, there aren't going to be the numbers there. I think the fan watching the game. Won't won't necessarily see the difference, but it is going to be a different environment. But it certainly is from a comfort level, from a distraction level. It's going to be a lot easier being that home team, the real home team in this game, first time in fifty five years. Patrick Mahomes, you mentioned him. How? What is his ceiling at this point? I mean, it, it may be Brady, right? I mean, and that might be unfair comparison to make with anybody, but three straight AFC championship games, two straight Super Bowls, the guy's still not 26 years old. Does he remind you of anyone that you have seen over the years, or is he already at his age and accomplishment level in a class of his own? Well, I, I don't. I, I, well, he doesn't remind me of anybody. I mean, I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, what he's accomplished at this point and the maturity level that he displays week after week after week, and and the athletic ability that he has on top uh, on top of the understanding of this game, and then having these rare instincts to be able to deliver the football, uh, you know, from any body position at any speed uh, in any position on the field to any other to, to, to any target with accuracy i mean it's just something that we i don't think we've ever seen before but i think i think out of fairness and respect to those that have come before him i think he needs five six maybe seven before you start talking about or comparing him to tom brady because this is num this is a double digit appearance in the super bowl for tom brady we're talking That's to Jeff. To we're talking to Jeff Fisher, uh, coach of the Tennessee Titans, and uh, I should say, I guess the St. Louis and the LA Rams. Um, when you watch a game now, like you watch the games yesterday, watch the Super Bowl get ready. How do you watch them? Are you watching with any kind of rooting interest because you have friends who are on the sidelines that maybe you like more than others? Do you find yourself calling the game in your head? Hey, it's third and two. I'd probably be thinking this on offense. I'd be thinking this on defense. I know it's harder to see exactly what the offense and defense are in with the television feed where you can't necessarily see the depth of the safeties or how exactly everybody's lined up. But how do you watch a game as a guy who has coached so many games over the years is it hard for you to not feel as if you're calling plays well yeah not calling plays but um, I'll watch the game I think I think the best way to describe it I'll watch it from a fan perspective oftentimes you know I'm not believe me I'm not sitting there you know with my chin you know in my hands and staring in front of the TV and you know not talking to anybody I'm you know it's it's right. really it's been my my only opportunity to in addition to the other opportunities that I've had but I, I love watching games uh, live uh, I look at you know I'll watch the game I'll watch the ball. I'll look at the defense. I'll look at different formations and things like that. But I think 
where I get, where I really tend to focus in is before the end of the half and before the end of the game and, and watch those types of decisions, the clock management, the game management decisions and things and so on. Those are things that I pay, you know, very, very close attention to. We had one yesterday that, you know, that I, I personally disagree with and I think a lot of people will, but we don't have all the information, but, uh, um, you mean kicking the you know, field goal late at the game for the Packers instead of going for it? Well, yeah, but I'll put it to you in a different way. Uh, you took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand after third down, and yeah. he never touched it again. Uh, yeah. Never touched it again. And so, you know, that's, I mean, and, and, hey, you can debate it, and we can go on and on and forever. It just didn't feel right to me um, because, the, you know, Aaron Rodgers has the ball, you know, and you're down eight. And you're going to, you know, it's fourth down and there's plenty of time left. I just didn't. But anyway, I mean, uh, you know, I read I read some stuff this morning about, you know, both from, you know, both from Aaron and, and, and from Matt. And, you know, it's just, hey, it's just one of those things. It's a heat of battle and it's emotions. And, you know, Matt, I'll tell you what, when you're a play caller and you're also trying to manage games, it, it, it affects it, and I've always said that, and I, you know, never deny that. I defend that. I just said that for for years. That eventually it's going to come up. And and hey, look, there's a lot of things. Had they not had, you know, they not been called for pass interference or what have you, it might have been a little bit different as well. But you just don't, don't know. But I think I think you know, getting back to your original question, yeah, I'm going to watch games from a different perspective through different lenses because I've been in the game for so long, and I've seen a lot of stuff go on, and you know, over the years, and and you know, penalties and. and Enforcements and mistakes, and you know, and those kinds of things, um, and rule changes. You know, I stayed up on that. So yeah, I look at I look at it through probably a more sophisticated set of lenses than most people, just We're talking, because of my experience. Oh, there's no doubt. And I want to ask you about that. Not particularly the decision, although I do think it was an interesting one to kick the field goal and not go for it on fourth and eight. But you've had to make a lot of those decisions on the sideline in your time as a head coach. When do you make a decision? that you're going to go for it, right? Like, so one of the things that always frustrates me is when you see somebody take a timeout and it doesn't happen as often as it used to, but it's like we can't make a decision up about what we need to do, so let's take a timeout and talk about it beforehand. But Yeah, and then there's a delay of game or they're rushed yeah, right. to get the playoff. Yeah. That's right. And you have yeah. that scenario. To me, when you're driving in that situation and you know you're in a you know second and eight, third and eight and I understand if let's say you got attacked and you lost 10 yards and now it's fourth and 18 or something like that that can change your thought process but in the back of your mind aren't you thinking once you know you're in a goal to go situation hey we're either going to go for this on fourth down or we aren't barring some crazy decision in some crazy circumstance or in your mind how did you make those choices well, no, yeah, no, you, you know, this is it. I mean, I, I think, I, I think what you have to, most, most importantly, to make that choice yourself is informing your staff. Right. Um, you got to let them know. This okay, is it. This we're going to, we're going to win this or a lose. Four yeah. down series. Yeah. yeah. And don't, well, I'll handle the, 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 the management after this, but in your mind, this is what you got to do. And I think one of the, toughest things that a head coach can do to an offensive play caller. Uh, and I see it happen all the time is um, you, you've got a, you, you have a third, say you've got a third two or a third one. And, and all of a sudden, and that that's, it, it's not effective. You don't convert. Now you're looking at fourth and one. And now you say, go for it. 
Well, he's scrambling trying to get personnel on the field and the play clock's running and all that kind of stuff. You know, if you just simply say, hey, man, you know, we're in a field position here where you got two shots ahead of time. Yeah. Then he can set up his, his he can set up the fourth down call. He can do what he wants, what he wants. But you know, so much of to me, the situational work should be attempted to be done before before Sundays, before kickoff. Whether that's the weekly stuff or the unusual stuff or what have you. But the more help you can give your play callers, the better off you are. And it's like even I think as a head coach, even if you're say you're even out there three and a half minutes or four minutes, and and you you either you got to and you say you got to get a stop and get the ball back and you got to use the timeout or whatever it is. It's nice to be able to tell your offensive staff, "Hey, get your guys together. If things go the way we we expect them to. You're going to get the ball back with a minute forty two seconds left, and you're going to have one timeout and a field goal win." And then when he communicates that to his players on the sideline while the defense is on the field, there's a comfort level there of knowing what's what's required in advance. And and the more you can, you, the more you can and uh, get a, uh, across to the players prior to. The comp competition. I mean, for example, if you're working, if you work this and work this and work this in practice, it'd be like the Music City Miracle, for example. Uh, the, more, the, the greater confidence they have in executing the play. So the more situational stuff you can do prior to game, the better off you're going to be. And the more time you can give people to prepare, the better off you're going to be. It's that spontaneous reaction or, um, you know, or, or, you know, go for it type of thing, as I described. This hard on play callers. Now, And to add to that, if you follow that reasoning, then eventually the play caller is going to get so caught up in the play call itself that he's going to have difficulty managing the games. And if he is doing both, then he better have somebody in his ear that he can completely trust. It's interesting. I want to get one more question for you and then bring you back, if I could, for a few more minutes to close out the show. Tony Dungy, Dungy, a guy I know you uh, coached against, went on Twitter at the end of the first half uh, and said, that may be the worst defensive design I've ever seen with eight seconds and no timeouts left. Green Bay, I'm not sure how you play inside technique, man-to-man, and not just play zone and protect the sideline in the end zone. Question mark. Amazing. A lot of people focusing on the end of the game scenario, but the end of the half scenario may well be where Green Bay lost this game because they put themselves in a position to be down double digits. What happened there, and how frustrated would you have been on the sideline if that had been your team giving up that touchdown to Tom Brady to go into the half down 21-10 on basically the final play of the half? That would have been a nightmare situation in the in the locker room at halftime. You have to address it immediately and put it behind you and go on. And hey, we're good. Da 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 da. But there's no way. And I agree with Tony. There's no way that should happen, especially with the amount of time. I mean, regardless of the time. I mean, you understand understand whether there's timeouts or not, and, and what what they have to do. And, and and then now they're coming out after after they set the punt team on. Now they're coming back out and they take a shot. To me, to me, I mean, we can blame the the technique, and you can you can blame. Not that I, I want to blame her, but but the responsibility goes on the defensive play caller not to put the corner in that position. No you doubt, don't, you just don't put somebody in there. There's a different concept. There, there's a there's a completely different configuration of defense, and I could probably give you eight or ten of them offhand that would avoid that that situation. 
And that being, as Tony has told you, it probably is the worst thing you could possibly do. Now, we saw stuff, you know, you saw stuff out of the New York Jets and one of my former coaches and a friend in Greg Williams um, against Oakland. I mean, and he got fired the next day. Yeah. And so, but there's, um, you know, that you just don't do that at this, especially in the championship game. But, you know, no excuse, but, you know, people say, hey, emotions are high. You know, it, it's it's different. It's a different game. As further you go through the playoffs, the 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 greater the intensity level and the motion is. And so it's the experience of guys that keep coming back over and over again because they understand that. We come back, Coach Fisher still hanging out with us. I got some questions for him about whether he'd like to coach again and also more about the decision-making in the NFC and the AFC Championship game and what it feels like to potentially lose a Super Bowl. We'll talk about it next. That will be OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we were just talking during the commercial break, Coach, and I appreciate you hanging with us here as we're breaking down the NFC and the AFC championship game. We had Kevin Warren on the show, commissioner of the Big Ten, and you actually saved his wife's life. And I don't know that you've ever told the story, uh, but what happened that you happened to uh, to find yourself saving somebody's life on the beach? Well, I think it's a little exaggerated. <laughs> uh, I remember the incident, but... You know, we were at a at a spring meeting, owners meetings, and we're in Florida. And I happened to be either standing at the beach or looking outside, and I saw uh, somebody in, uh, bathing or swimming in the ocean. And I just noticed. I mean, I'm a California guy. I know what riptides are and undercurrents and stuff like that. And I go, you know, the water didn't look good, and so I just kind of walked out. And I don't think I even got the water. I just kind of motioned her back. I go, no, 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 you got to come this way. You don't want to, because because things weren't going to end up well. She was going to end up losing control, and someone's going to have to get out there. And I just kind of got her, and 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 hell, I might have grabbed her hand and brought her in. I don't know, but anyway, it was years ago. Yeah, so he told me, he reminded me of that story here this spring. I thought it was hilarious, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things that happens. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be uh, the uh, Big Ten commissioner's assistant <laughs> if I don't get one, a job sooner or later. <laughs> How much do you want to come back and coach again? And what do you think you would be better at than you have been before? Like, what do you think you've learned in the NFL and where would you want to coach? Do you want to go back into the NFL? Do you want to go into college? What in your ideal scenario would a coaching job in the future look like for you? Well, ideal scenario um, as, as where things stand right now would would be in the college. I, I really, you know, class spent probably the last two and a half years um, really, really studying, examining the college game. And I've been, I've been contacted. I mean, I, you know, I went on record way back when I was contacted by my alma mater years ago, uh, numerous times, but, uh, and I've had some conversations here the last couple of years, but really just really deep, diving deep into the college game, you know, and, and so I think if, you know, I mean, yes, to answer your question, yeah, I definitely want to get back. I'm recharged. Uh, I've watched, uh, just watch football. You know, I've watched a lot of football. I've done a lot of fortunate things in the time that I've had off. But um, I watched more football than I probably would have had I been working. And that's, you know, that really relates more to the NFL. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're in the season, I mean, you're studying your opponent. That's it. 
and each week you study your opponent. You know, I'm watching all all kinds of games and you know different things going on. So I have a better feel now I do for for personnel in the league and the coaching thing than I think than I did when I was in it. So and you have a chance to watch things change. But you know, my focus really has been um, you know it, it been preparing myself uh, in the event that an opportunity would come up at, at the college level. And so you know, I you know, as a matter of fact, I you know, I was I was asked uh, you know several weeks ago about uh, the um, University of Tennessee job and you know I just simply said yeah I'd be have a great deal of interest in it but um, you know that job you know there was they had a head coach Jeremy was still the coach at the time and and so you know I had spent a lot of time preparing I mean to the extent where you know I have a staff I have a really outstanding staff that you know or several staffs depending on you know what opportunities come up and you know so you you know you end up looking at a lot of looking at things differently and so you know the big thing and I mean the big question I think from uh, out, out there is is when NFL guys go to college is is all about recruiting and and it's and they say well you haven't recruited and well the reality is if you look back at the guys that had success at the college level of Pete Carroll and I go on forever but I mean they recruited okay the guys that didn't have success just didn't do it you know, Pete was the guy that sold the pro- understood the, the importance of selling the program every single day. And uh, and nowadays, especially with the transfer portal, I mean, you've got to. It, it's one thing to to go out and acquire, you know, the young student athlete and 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 get him to commit to being part of your class. It's another thing to keep him. And so that recruiting process is, you know, it's, it's two years ahead and it's ongoing and you're recruiting your players every single day and selling your program every single day. And, you know, and for example, if you got a, I mean, if you got, you know, three high, three, five-star running backs in your program, I mean, you got to keep them. You better recruit them twice a day. I mean, you got to sell your program, and you got to sell opportunities, and, and a lot of things like that. And obviously, the NFL has some, some things to do with it. But the, the recruiting aspect of the game is is really, uh, really, really excites me. Uh, I've seen the success that Herman Edwards done out of out of Arizona State, and you know those that have failed just just didn't weren't willing to recruit. And you have a, a, the other side of that world is that you have a. a college coaches now that are trying to get in the NFL because they want to get away from it. And, and I get that, but I, I, I'd love the challenge. I'd, I'd welcome the opportunity, and, and I know I'd be successful because success in anything that you do is about surrounding yourself with good people, and I've put the time in, and, and I have good people in my files. So you, that's you kind have of where a staff. Stand if, right if, if Tennessee reached out to you, you'd love that opportunity to talk with them, to be interviewed, and you think you've got a staff that you'd be able to present to them and say, hey, this is the way that I would do it. I have a coaching staff that I don't think anybody else would could match. Um, and so, and I know for a fact that, that that's probably the case. Now, I can't name names, yep. Clay, because I, because of respect for their programs and what they do. Uh, and I'm not because I haven't talked to Tennessee yet, but I have a staff that's, that's quite impressive. And, and, and see, I think people think, oh, it's all full of NFL guys. No, it's not full of NFL guys. This is a, these are guys that are top recruiters in the SEC in Power Five. 
drive and, and, and different areas of the country. And these guys can not only can they recruit, they can teach and develop. And they're, a lot of them are household names. Uh, in the in the in in the world in the college football world, so yeah, no, I have a staff, and you know, and and as it relates to Tennessee, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be an easy deal from here on out. Uh, you know, there's there's I mean, there's sanctions coming. We don't know whether they're level one, level two. Uh, I mean, I, I cite University of Kentucky men's basketball, for example. I mean, has it not been almost three years, and they still haven't heard anything? So there's a lot of uncertainty ahead, and you've got, you know, you've got issues with commitments and, you know, and, and, and all these things going on, the transfer portal, people leaving, and, and um, it's, it's going to be a, a, a complicated job, but, uh, and I think they need someone that can build a program. So, you know, I'm anxious to, you know, I may hear from them, I may not, but I'm anxious to see what they do because this is just not a normal job. Uh, this is going to require, um, you know, a, a re- total rebuild. But at the same time, you can still win games. I mean, I'm not saying you can't win this year, but you, this is going to, this going to be interesting. And, uh, I mean, there's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be all kinds of things ahead. And so a, a young guy that doesn't have a wealth of experience is going to get caught up in all that stuff. He's not going to have a success. Last question for you. We heard how gutted that uh that Aaron Rodgers was by his loss what does it feel like to lose a game either to go to the Super Bowl I know you've lost an AFC championship game before you've won it to lose a Super Bowl how would you assess what that feels like for people who will never know what it feels like themselves well I don't well um, what did we just finish talking about we just finished talking about my interest in coaching yeah well, uh, I have an interest in coaching, uh, particularly because uh, I got a yard short. Yeah. You know, I want, I, I have set personal goals. We all have, and as has Aaron. And, you know, everybody's are different, but, um, you know, I'm competitive, uh, and I, be- I have, believe in myself, and I believed in that team that got a yard short. And uh, that's, it's not an easy thing to come to terms with when you lose that that ultimate goal and um you know unfortunately it happens every year and um and it's a it's a hard thing to come to terms with and it, it has uh, you know it, it you know it affects pe- different people differently and i'd love to tell the story about you know the the, and the eddie george and the steve mcnair story immediately after the loss and what happened that next year and the just amazing thing experiences and life experience that that spun off of losing the super bowl not that i mean you have to find you know you got to find good and and sometimes in, in hard places and there was a lot of good that came out of it but it's not easy and it's going to take Aaron some time and so uh, and and you know Aaron's Aaron's going to be the one eventually once he processes everything that's going to come out and put it on him he's not going to be caught up in the in the play call at the end of the half he's not going to be caught up in the decision that he's going to say he could have done better that's why he's going to that's why he's going to take it hard Jeff Fisher, outstanding stuff. I appreciate you getting up early with us this morning. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Good luck, and uh, thanks for hanging with us. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure to join you, Clay. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be what kind of jumps out to me the most is this is just continuing how in a COVID year, 
the best teams and the biggest and best leaders have continued to dominate. Think about it. Tampa Bay Lightning were the best team. They won the Stanley Cup uh, in the NHL, the best team. Best team in the NBA, Lakers, with the best leader, LeBron James. They go and win the NBA title. Alabama Crimson Tide, best team, best leader in Nick Saban as a head coach. They go and win the college football championship. And now we're talking about Tom Brady going up against Patrick Mahomes, best historic leader, I think it's fair to say, at the quarterback position in the NFL, the greatest quarterback of all time, even with a brand new team. He has won three straight road games, even without a spectacular performance. He's in the Super Bowl. And then the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl and the team that many of you picked to win the Super Bowl before this season started, the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl and they're 25-1 and in their last 26. The lesson, uh, there was a lot of debates when we started off this season. People said, man, I wonder if maybe we're going to end up with a lot of chaos because COVID is going to make things more... Uh, less reliable, there'll be more wackiness, and maybe that still could happen this year in the NBA or this year in the uh, college basketball NCAA tournament. But so far, what has happened in a COVID era of sports is the teams that are expected to win have all won. And maybe the lesson we can take there is COVID has rewarded discipline even more than it ordinarily would have. The leaders, the teams, the cultures that value the details of not getting sick, of maintaining your focus, even with all of the challenges on the external world that are out there. If you look at who is winning, the greatest are becoming greater. The teams that are the best are leaning into their excellence and the teams that are maybe not quite there aren't able to take that next step. And so as we now have the AFC and the NFC champions crown, the Chiefs and the Bucks, I don't think the NFL could be any more ecstatic over what they've got. Because what they have right now is Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, maybe in all American pro sports, certainly right now at the quarterback position, going up against Patrick Mahomes, who may well be the heir apparent to Tom Brady's crown. I think it's crazy to expect that anybody's going to go to double-digit Super Bowls because it's almost impossible to accomplish. But when you're Patrick Mahomes and you've already been to two Super Bowls at his age and you are paired with Andy Reid, that's going to be a storyline that is impossible to miss. Tom Brady, the greatest of the last 20 years, going up against Patrick Mahomes, who I'm sure would like to be the greatest of his generation and is well on his way to doing it, to win and play two straight AFC Championship games at home, but to be in three straight. And remember, the one that he lost was against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots and Gronkowski. So the way that Patrick Mahomes keeps score, I'm sure that he wants to get revenge for that game that Chiefs fans still feel as if they should have won a couple of years ago in Arrowhead Stadium. And so we are set for a phenomenal end 
to the NFL, NFL season. Congrats to everybody out there in the NFL who got us to this point. One game left. It's still on schedule. It's one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of the NFL. Uh, we will be talking about this Super Bowl a ton over this week and next week as well. I can't wait for it. I appreciate all of you hanging out with us on the Monday edition of the program. You can go get your bets in at fanduel.com slash clay. My thanks to Jeff Fisher and Sean Merriman. Go sign up for the podcast if you haven't already. We'll be back tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.